Hello again. This is Horror Movie History Pod, the Horror Movie History Podcast, where a guest and I make connections between horror movies from each decade and what's going on at the time around it. Today is December 30th, 2019, and with me is Lydia Osborne, my good friend. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Lydia, and um, I go to school with Grace, and um, we've been friends for a while, and I'm really excited to be on this podcast with her. Sick. Today is going to be about, this episode is going to be about the 1890s and the beginning of film and how science mixed with art. Film was actually called the seventh art form because it took so many things from all that, like literature and like regular like painting art, and it all just like brought it together, which is very cool and why I like film. We are focusing on French history and culture, which was a headache to research because I don't know anything about the French. <laughs> Fight me. There's so many French words that I don't know how to pronounce. And I'm just going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Just say it with a French accent and it'll be fine. So don't come for me. <laughs> okay, let's start with like how film looks to us, the viewer. Basically, film started with animation. The brain sees it as a moving picture because it can't see like the lapses between photos. The brain keeps an image in your eye for one-fifth of a second, and if another image is flashed across a screen screen at the time, your brain doesn't really recognize the black space. Your brain is just sort of like filtering out what it deems unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I've actually like no like noticed that a lot. I'm I'm very observant. So like whenever like I, I watch films like that, I can like kind of see the breaking points and mm-hmm. I think it's like really cool. And it kind of reminds me of like The Wizard of Oz, how they had to like paint every single frame. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's really cool. Facts. Facts. <laughs> this is called the fee phenomenon or stro Strobosophic? 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 Maybe? (laughs) Possibly. Who can tell? Most films and TV shows are at 24 frames per second, and some are at 60 frames per second. So, like, every second of a minute, you just have, like, something. Which is crazy. Which some people say makes the video look clearer, but, like, other people are like, "Mm, do you really need that? That sounds extra. I agree. I think I think it is extra. That that's just my opinion. Like I think that having, you know, if you have like one, like idea instead of having just have like, it's a lot. <laughs> if that makes sense, like less is more. Okay. Basically, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like people go overboard. Okay, I'm sorry. You go back to your Who's people. People, people that make films. People that decide, hey, I'm gonna make a film. <laughs> Or, like, if anything, like, you know, like a a flip book? Uh-huh. Sometimes you need that. But, like, if it's extra, then it's extra. Okay, Lydia. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You can go back to your... To your um... I want to hear you. You're funny. I like you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, so, history of film. Episode one, or, like, chapter one. Like, let me be pretentious, but it's basically yeah. just, like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Photography. It was invented in 1822 during the Industrial Revolution when everybody was just fiddling around with technology and, like, chemicals that probably led to them being dead in ten earlier years than usual. Yikes. 
and everybody was just like hyped to learn everything about the, the world around them. Mm-hmm. The first photo was taken in 1822 by Joseph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. French words. Yes. Joseph. Nice for. Nice for. Nisipic. Yeah. Inspired by revolutions in the printing press, he created the first pho- photograph in France with his invention, the camera obscura. It took hours for the photo to be finished. Classic. Classic photos. Yeah. It was actually really cool. So he had, like, this, like, glass tray, right? Mm -hmm. And he, like, sprinkled, like, some chemicals on it and, like, left it in the sunlight so it could, like, sort of, like, look back at, like, the world around it. And it wasn't, like, a picture like we know. It's, like, hard stuff. So if, like, direct bright sunlight, like, shone onto it, then the chemicals would harden. And if it wasn't as bright... It would like fall away or like wash away, and it's actually right here. Uh, not that one. It's the next one. This is oh the first one. That's it's called really cool. View from the window at La Grasse, and it's just like you can sort of see like a building here, and like mm-hmm. this is where the it looks like a lookout. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. And this Very old. is our boy Joseph. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> he's just looking there with his big ass nose. Yeah, he, I was just gonna say that. He's like, he's a big ass nose. <laughs> it's it's a nice nose. It's just big. Really big. It's it's very nice. Stop shaming his nose. I'm not. You, you said it first. <laughs> I was just commenting and thinking it in my head. But I think he's he's cute. And cute. <laughs> I'm sure. And here's a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's his camera? camera. It looks like a box. Sure does. But it's cool. Is that? That was a gun. Leader, leader, okay, shut okay, up. But... Shut up. Okay. <laughs> People do not have time for that, though. People are busy mourning the death of Napoleon or worrying about the Missouri Compromise or dying of polio. Okay. Oh. So Joseph. People Prince... just shouldn't die of polio. That's just their fault. Yeah, they should really just like try more. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Joseph, so Joseph's friend, per, you can make up these names. You could, like, call that person, like, Paige or something. George. Or that. Paragour. Paraguay. (laughs) I don't want to disrespect them, they're dead. Sorry, that's right. All the respect. (laughs) Paraguay. Paraguay. Made. Made the process much faster. A photo could be made in minutes using the... Daguerreotype system invented in 1839. The system was made. The system made photography accessible to millions. I actually have like some photos of like my great grandparents in that sort of like it's like glass and it's like really weird. I actually should look it up. Awesome. Actually, that reminds me of um, like when Alexander Graham Bell stole the idea of the telephone from somebody. And got it famous. Mm. That's just what it reminded me of. And then this is what it would look like. They look pretty, I guess. Those are cool. Sick. Very old-timey. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of issues with this technology. First of all, you know, chemicals that could kill people. But, you know, they're scientists. Mm-hmm. And they were... They know everything. Sure. They didn't know that bacteria existed that 
but like they knew everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were like really fragile and they were really difficult to like replicate, so you couldn't like put it in a book or anything. But that all changed with an American. George. An American. What? I'm sorry, that was just funny. I love the theme song for the American. Sorry, keep going. American, George Eastman, who, like, put photos on paper and used non-life-threatening chemicals. This made it much easier to, like, mass-produce in newspapers and books. And this sort of change made it way more accessible to... This accessibility leads, leads people to be able to make, like, multiple photos over and over again. And that was really cool at the time. An anthropologist, Etienne Julius Marais, Marais mm-hmm. took pictures of animals and humans with a camera gun, which is the oh, gun. Oh, that was the gun. <laughs> I was like, why do you have a gun? It's literally a camera gun. Yeah, this is the film, the roll of film, and then you just like sort of shoot it. Oh. Crazy, right? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it made... More rapid shots, about 12 frames per second. So not really the movie, but mm-hmm. it was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I have here, the last 15 years of the 19th century were, was characterized by extraordinary intense activity around the worldwide development of animated photography and mechanized entertainment. Quoted from a s- French simon- cinema, the beginning from the beginning to presented by Remy Fournier La Lanzironi. Lanzoni. Lanzoni. It sounds Italian. Oh, yeah. it's a book. Sure is. <laughs> I like her hair. Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. I think I've seen this movie. Mm. Mm. Um, Thomas Edison and his best buddy, W.L.K. Dickinson, worked for worked on the kinetophone, which was an invention that was supposed to do for the eye what the phonograph did for the ear, as Edison put it. This project was, this would like project, it was like a one person show where you could like look into a box and you could, I think I have a picture of it. Basically, you just sort of looked into a box and there was like a phonograph playing so you could like hear like music and stuff. And it was, like, one minute long, and Edison used, like, he wanted money because he was a greedy capitalist. Mm -hmm. So, um, he, like, made, like, these cafes where people could eat and, like, watch these, like, one-minute shorts of people just, like, doing fun things. Like, um... It was actually used by a lot of like vaudeville actors to like sort of spread it around. So they would do like skits and tricks for the camera, and then these like videos would be spread across the nation, which I think is very cool. They were popular, but there were a lot of limitations to them. Hmm. Sounds pretty cool. Mm. Something like, I don't know, like you know how people invent things and you don't really think about it. Until, mm-hmm. like, later, when it becomes, like, relevant. 
I don't know. It just seems like one of those things. Like people were like, oh, Edison created another thing. Because, like, he created a ton of things before he actually got, like, credit for what he did. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I don't know. Edison w- had a lot of help from, like, really popular, not popular, but really talented mm-hmm. scientists to, yeah. like, help have him, them do a lot more ideas. And I was reading this, and... A lot of historians are like, well, we don't really know who exactly made film. Because film isn't like, Edison did it, cool. It was like, everybody was building off each other Mm -hmm. as it grew and grew and grew. Like, how the famous Lumiere brothers changed the game with their own invention. This is the cinematograph. It was an invention that filmed and projected things. It was much more lightweight than Edison's kinetograph, so it would be easily moved around into the real world. It was also able to like project onto a screen for an audience. It really changed the game. So this, like a movie. Yeah. Here. Not this one. I'm stupid. <laughs> um, this is a kinetograph. See? There's like a bright light that comes through this and it goes through the film and could just like see it. So that was very cool. That is very cool. The first commercial film was in 1895, and it was made famous by the Lumiere brothers. And it was a few shots of French life called actualities, or documentaries. These films showed a train coming to station, workers leaving their factory, and people walking around in a garden. The next year, the very first horror movie was made. And then next year after that, Dracula was published. Really? True that. That's fascinating. Sick, right? Things move fast. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. These were like, the first commercial movie movies were like one minute long things. And you can sort of see the difference between Edison and um, the Lumiere brothers. Edison was like really focused on money because he was like doing all these like, really easy things like he would have like one place where he would just film somebody like I don't know doing a backflip or like lifting heavy things Mm -hmm. and he would just be like here let's put this in a lot of cafes where you could like watch this and like get paid but Lumiere brothers were more like scientifically driven so they tried to like make it bigger and like easier and better Mm -hmm. which was very cool that is really cool yeah, Edison. What a guy. What a man. <laughs> Truly was. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't really like him, but that, that's the story for another time. <laughs> you just have something against Edison. You're Edison-phobic. I'm going to have to ask you to leave All right, my podcast. What if I just... Just kidding. Go I for it. Go for I'll it. stay go here. For it, go for it. <laughs> Follow your impulses. Yeah, theater. <clears throat> Cinema. Great. <laughs> French history and the culture at the time. France was beginning a new government, the Third Republic, the Third French Republic, which lasted from the end of the Franco-Prussian War in 1871 to the end of World War II, 1940. This was okay. It was this time period was called La Belle La or the Beautiful Age. It was a time of prosperity and optimism after a brutal war. The colonial empires that France built up were making them more prosperous, along with the scientific inventions 
of the time, making everyone more, everyone healthier. But this was all through the view of France going back to war in World War II. It was like the Roaring Twenties for Americans before the economic depression. There was still a high amount of rural peasantry, and now with labor going to the big cities, urban poverty was rearing its ugly head. It was very, yeah. I I saw a lot of like cool photos from this era, just like a lot of beautiful dresses and like beautiful like, cities. And I think this was the era where um, the Eiffel Tower was built. And people were like stressed about that because you know how the Eiffel Tower is just sort of like this big structure of like metal. Yeah. People were not hyped because like it sort of like clashed with everything else in the city. Everything else was like these old beautiful buildings and people were like, this is ugly and like a sign of bad times because, you know, industry. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. But like everyone loves it yeah. now. It was like, okay, we'll let this stand for like, I don't know, like 45 years. And after it was done, it was like, well, France can't be France without the Eiffel Tower. So it stands today. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Because, like, you think of Paris, you think of the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even though there was a growing growth in the birth rate, it was minuscule compared to the British and Germans. And at this time, France was, France was very, like, sort of isolated. There wasn't... It was beginning... Okay. So, like, France and Germany are, like, not friends. Oh, yeah. In this time. There was, like, a big war. And I'm going to get into that later. But, like, there were sort of, like... Until they got with Russia, they're, like, sort of just, like, ostracized from everybody, and they sort of act like it. Mm-hmm. And they want, like, a big birth rate, which was, like, how British were. They had, like, a 60%, and Germans were, like, 50%, but France was at, like, 8%. Oh. Yeah. And people had, like, a lot of ideas about it because of, like, there was um, a socialist, like, uprising before, and people were like, these socialist ideas these new ideas and they're they're making women like go into the workforce and not be mothers so that's like declining the birth rate but nobody really knows what really caused this decline in birth rate so that's fun i learned that on a podcast (laughs) weird wow crazy and the republic actually established a monarchy but not a lot of fun not a people like, like that. I didn't know monarchies were fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I actually, like, learned about, like, you know, um, Dracula? Mm-hmm. What is a Dracula? A vampire. But also, what is he? Scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's Count Dracula. A yeah. count. What's a, a he's, count? He's part of the monarchy. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. I never knew that. I don't think anybody knows that. Okay, would you? <laughs> but, like, besides you, probably. Yeah. But, like, there's something really telling about how it's so soon after, like, like this period of time with, like, the ideas about, the stipulations about monarchy and then, like, this new book, Dracula, that talks about, like, a count living in a decrepit castle and being dead and sucking the life out of like innocent women and children that's sort of how people thought about the monarchy then oh yo that's so strange (laughs) vampires are based off of people in the monarchy i mean they're based on a lot of things like a lot of like lore but like 
Then why are people so scared of them? <laughs> because they're blood-sucking monsters. That's true. That's and, true. Yeah. I used to pretend I was a vampire. That's a real thing. I used to pretend I was um, a half-blood from Percy Jackson series. <laughs> I think a lot of people thought that. Like, that was their thing. I've, I've seen a lot of, like, people do that. I never watched or read. I don't read. that's why you didn't know that the counts were part of the monarchy exactly thank you so much for knowing that (laughs) yeah so okay okay back to the monarchy there's an intense clash between the new government and the church the clergy were seen as part of the noble class due to a lot of noblemen being part of the clergy and they're sort of like tied to the monarchy it's very like that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and the clergy was seen as, like, haunting leftovers of the monarchy of the 18th century. And middle-class Republicans believed that teaching, the teachings of the clergy would poison the young minds with anti-Republican ideas. And Republicans at that time were just, like, people who were like, I believe in Republicanism and I don't believe in, like, anything that goes with, like, I don't think the monarchy should be here. I think we should be ruled by, like, a prime minister and like a republic. So that's cool. And in the 1880s, France shut down all Catholic schools because they taught anti-republican ideas and ruined young minds and they wanted them to have more secular education. Mm. Education was like a big deal with this and education was important to the French after the Franco-Prussian War because they believed that Germany was able to invade France because of their superior education. This may have spurred on the inventions of the time, now that more people were learning about the arts and were more educated and had a scientific background, and that led people to more to be more invested in this new art form of film. Yeah. Germany be like... <laughs> what does it be like, babe? It just be like... It just be like... <laughs> They're silly. Wow, this is interessante. Just, like, I don't know. Like, there's so much more to things than people actually think about. I don't think. <laughs> that's, not, that's not one of the things that I do. <laughs> and so when I do think, it just it just makes my mind feel good, you know? <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Thank you for enlightening me in film and 1800s film. Sick. 1890s. Did you see that email sent you? No, I don't check my email. Do you have your earbuds on you? No. <laughs> Wait, I might. Hold on. I think I keep my AirPods on me at all times, not to flex. You're hilarious. I do. Wow, wow, wow. What do I do? One second. This is entertaining. Mm-hmm. That's basically what movies were. They were just entertainment. This is just like the first horror movie. Hmm. A lady. So we're watching, what is it called? A devil, the devil's castle. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a, is that a, a dwarf? Demon. A, right there. No, yeah, that little thing. Oh, where'd he go? <laughs> They're using a lot of, like, disappearing and reappearing. It's very, very cool. It's ahead, it's, it's ahead of its time. Yeah. 
very ahead of its time. Look at these dudes. Living it up. Yeah. They look like, um, oh, they look like, um, Robin Hood. Like, that one guy looks like Robin Hood. <laughs> He's not Robin Hood, but it looks like Robin Hood. It's, it's all in silent. Yep. All in silent. <laughs> so. They're doing a lot of chasing. What a wuss. He ran away because he was scared. Trickery. Because they're scared of the devil. Mm-hmm. He looks like Dracula. He flew away like a bat, so. <gasps> oh, no, a corpse. Yeah, this is very entertaining. Oh, oh, the bat's flying again. <laughs> yeah, I really like this film. And now he's now he's the devil. Mm-hmm. Was this in the eighteen? Yeah. Ni- okay, so eighteen ninety six. Crazy. That's so weird to me. Like, if you had asked me like what time period I thought this was in, I probably would have said like nineteen twenty. <laughs> and like, it's not that far away, but it's still like drastic. Very drastic. So they had talkies then. Yeah. This is very cool. I like it a lot. Oh look. Is that a woman? Sure is. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But she was also made by the devil. Oh, she turned into a devil person. A crone. There's mm-hmm. four or five crones now. Sure is. They keep multiplying. <laughs> 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 this looks so bad. Like, I mean, like, bad as in, like, there's five people and he just yeeted himself off. (laughs) They're in cloaks and they're just running. I don't know how I feel about that. You can see it's, like, set. Yeah. Hmm. It's very easy to see the breaking points in every scene. Like, (laughs) everything that happens. Oh, no! The cross! The Power of Christ Compels You. That was a good movie. It's over now. <laughs> that was very that was very good. Okay. That's okay. Next. That was called The Devil's Castle, released in 18. That was The Devil's Castle, released in 1896. I always want to say 19-something, but it isn't. <laughs> So it feels like it should be later. Yeah. It went by many names. The Haunted Castle, Emma, La Mano du Diable. The short film, film written, directed, and produced, and the production stump company that produced it, Star Film Company, made it, was all made by Georges Melils. <laughs> that was so close. <laughs> <laughs> he was an illusionist. And... And if the Luminaire brothers were the inventors of sci- and the scientists of film, he was the first true artist. He was more theatrical and told more fantastic stories through film. Like how the Luminaire brothers were all about like those like documentaries, just like, here's somebody leaving the factory, or here's a train. Mm-hmm. He was more like, you want to learn about the devil? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of people... Don't, you know, I th- I think that at that time there was so much going on with, like, um, the wars and with, <laughs> like, polio. You know, there's a lot going on. And there needed to be some, like, 
comedic relief, you know? Yeah. You know how, like, they have, um, like, the 11 o'clock comedy, or, like, I always forget the name of it, and if Mr. E was here, he'd be so mad at me. It's, like, the 11 o'clock number. Yeah, you know, like, in a show, when they have, like, the 11 o'clock number to make everything, like, better? Oh, yeah. It's like this. Film is the 11 o'clock number of the 18th century. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be, like, scary or anything. Yeah. It, it was just, like, a goofy thing. They got poked with their butts with a <laughs> fork. Yes. And then a pretty lady turned into many crones. Mm-hmm. Very funny. And people laughed. <laughs> yes. Okay. He was actually really brilliant. Lumiere brothers wouldn't give them one of their cin- cinematographs. <laughs> he, he got something similar from Edison and basically sort of like reworked it and rebuilt it to make it able to film things. The film is set on stage with one setting. It's in a room of a castle and uses rudimentary animation and effects to give the images of the devil and stuff like that. The film is a major trip, no lie. It bas- it's basically about this castle where the devil tortures a man with his trickery until he gets saved by a... No, he isn't. Until he, get- he saves himself with a crucifix. Spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't scary per se at the time. It was more in order to charm the audience and amaze them with the effects, however bare bones they were to us. It was really interest. I was really interested in the idea of religion and horror. I call it a living theme that goes that goes on through popular stories. The devil is a common adversary in horror movies, from the oldest to more modern ones. Having biblical analogies or references is not uncommon for any art form. Movies do follow that. Mm. Like, The Nun. Yeah, Yeah. I saw that one. I didn't. It wasn't good. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was like, when does this get good? (laughs) But it it has, like, you know, like, religion and horror. That's, like, a very big thing. Yeah. Like, religion and horror. And it's usually, like... That. (laughs) Until it gets capped. And then, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people are freaked out by Catholicism. And, like, because, like, there's, like, nuns. And then here's a crucifix. And then, like, all that crazy stuff. Like, do you mean, like, in horror? Or just in general? In horror. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure people are terrified of of Catholicism. (laughs) But, like, for most people, it's, like, this idea of, like, that. Like, being real. Uh That's, like, the the horror I'm scared of. It's, like, Uh the stuff that could possibly yeah happen. like killers or like or like this was a based on a true story uh-uh i'm gooch yeah so but then like the horror that's like couldn't in any possible way be real it's yeah like, eh. Eh. i mean like i think that's something that sort of like goes in and out of fashion because like i'm later going to be talking about like german expressionism and horror because like that was a big deal which is sort of like I know, it's, like, weird, but also terrifying, which is fun. Which is a good mix, weird and terrifying. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, there's a lot of scary things that happen in the Bible. The crucifixion of Jesus. The no, ten... You're not wrong. So you keep going. <laughs> the crucifixion of Jesus. The ten plagues and demon pigs. Mm-hmm. It's very scary. There's, Jesus, like, took demons out of a lot of people. And, like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like he ate the demons. Basically, he's like, "Get out!" And he was like, "Okay, I'm gone. <laughs> the demons are out." In conclusion, 
These movies don't really scare me today, but they are kind of cool. They're a mix of science and a revo and are revolutionary at the time, and makes people makes the people of the times more real to me, and it like connects me to older times. Cause like, you think about like you were like nine and you went to see that movie, would you be scared? Oh yeah, death. I was scared by everything when I was nine. <laughs> Mood. Film started out as a science project, and in 1895, George Melos made the, first, the very first horror movie. These silent films were experimental and used multiple mediums in order to tell a story. We explored how, these, how there are living themes that go on through history to scare us, even today. In, in the next episode, I will be discussing the new century, the 1900s. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. Thank you, Lydia, for being here and making me laugh. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Please look at my Twitter account, and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.